Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Covenant understands that we are not serving ourselves. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. In our last podcast, we talked about covenant and we talked about the two foundations of covenant. One being that covenant is intentional and the other being that covenant is sacrificial. In reading the scriptures, we see some examples of this that I'd like to take a little bit of time and flesh out and give you a couple keys on how that implements and how that works in your life. One of the passages that really always has jumped out to me about this concept is found in 1 Peter uh, 1, verse 10. I'm going to read several verses there to you from the New American Standard. I'm going to read three verses. 1 Peter 1, 10 through 13. As to the salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries, seeking to know what personal or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicated as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them they were not serving themselves, but you in these things which now have been announced to you through who you preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, what's he saying there? He's talking to believers that are now under some persecution. Many scholars believe that Peter is now commenting on the death of the Apostle Paul, and he's encouraging them to go on. So he goes back and refers to the prophets whose shoulders they are standing on, and he said that they made careful search, they made inquiry, and that it was revealed to them. When you talk about revelation, What you're talking about is not just information. You know, two people can look at the same piece of information and get two different revelations or see two different things totally revealed. I mean, you can talk to a person who's sharing their heart and you can get the facts or as they're sharing, you can get insight into what is really going on in their life and how you can minister to them. So the foundation, uh, I think, of understanding some of these covenantal things is number one, or one of the keys would be to understand that there's revelation required. You know, Jesus said that to Peter that that flesh and blood had not revealed the kingdom of God to him, but the Holy Spirit had revealed that to him, and that is why he was blessed. Jesus said in John 4 that he was seeking those who would worship in spirit and in truth. So, Again, we see the prophets who made uh, inquiries, you know, they, they made lucid, analytical, factual inquiries of what the prophets actually said, but then they had revelation. Because remember when uh, Peter was preaching in Acts 3, and basically he challenged the leaders there and said, you know, you're not really honoring Abraham because you're not seeing what's being presented to you. Of course, that got them very mad. They got ended up throwing, thrown in jail, you know, the great jail deliverance of Acts 4 is because of the sermon that was preached 
in Acts 3 by Peter telling him, look, you basically don't have any understanding or revelation here. So to understand not just the structure of covenant, but the life of covenant, there has to be a constant revelation. So we're not just dealing with the outward things. You know, when when people are talking about breaking covenant, they're always, almost always, I think I should say, talking about outward things and not that outward things don't need to be adjusted or, or dealt with or challenged or, or owned up to, but but there's usually a lack of revelation, insight into what's going on here. And so, you know, God wants us to be truth seekers. Uh, a true covenant person is somebody who's not just going to walk in facts, but truth. Remember, facts are accurate, but subject to change. Truth is eternal. It is not subject to change. So God is always looking for truth. So the first principle or the first key I really want to draw your attention here to is just this simple phrase. It was revealed to them. What was revealed to them? That they were not serving themselves. Wow. I'm telling you, if you're a Bible underliner, you got to underline that. Maybe even just write that down. What revelation did they get? What revelation did the did the people in Acts or Hebrews 11 that we venerate, that we talk about, what did they all have in common? They had in common this one thing, that they were not serving themselves. That the sacrifice, the cutting that they were doing in covenant was not just a contract. It was not to mutually benefit them, but somebody down the road, somebody at the base of the mountain was going to drink what they sacrificed at the top of the mountain. There would be a blessing. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves. You know, we have a lot of people today, uh, at least more so than I can remember in past history, talk about generational continuity. But listen, you can't have generational continuity. That will only be a tactic. That will only be an idea if you don't have a covenantal mentality, because to have a generational continuity, to really hand things off to the next generation, to really impart to them, to really give them more than a set of principles. Uh, listen, you've got to understand that you've got to be covenantal in nature. You've got to be thinking uh, about the future. You've got to understand as you're making the sacrifice that some people may or may not appreciate that it's not just about your contemporaries. You come to the total belief system that you believe that what you're doing is going to benefit another generation. I mean, I think Noah would be a good example. Can you say amen? That he was mocked. He was discouraged. It took him forever. Uh, but he believed in his obedience to God that somehow... Uh, that would benefit people in the future. And of course, we wouldn't be here without that. Now, what's interesting is that when you read John 17, John 17 is actually a great covenantal chapter. But there, And there's a couple verses in there that should really just kind of ring our bell. Listen to verse 19 in John 17. This is what Jesus said. He said, for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they themselves may be sanctified in truth. Here's what Jesus is saying. The things I'm doing, the holy decisions I'm making as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, is not. I'm not doing them because I feel like doing them. 
I could even say this. He's saying, I'm not doing them because I want to do them. I'm sanctifying myself. I'm deciding for myself, not for me, not for when it benefits, benefits me, but for them that they may be sanctified in truth. So Jesus, in his earthly ministry, participated and modeled this incredible key of having a revelation that he was not serving himself. And listen, if you want to stay on the edge, if you want to be an encouraging person, if you want to be something that that does right, whether there's a big crowd or whether there's no crowd, there's got to be a core in you that says, you know what, I am going to do the right thing. I'm going to walk covenantally as unto the Lord and I believe God is going to get that crumb and feed that person that's hungry to pick this thing up and move in it. We've got to understand this is just really vital. You know, one of the great uh, stories to me in the scripture on this principle is found in Hebrews 7, uh, the chapter that talks about present day tithing. And it talks about Abraham bringing his offering to Melchizedek. And then it says something really great. You can read it in Hebrews uh, chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. He says, and Levi, who was still in the loins of Abraham, was blessed. I want you to think about that. Levi hadn't even been thought of. of. He was generations away at this point. But when Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek and affirmed that covenant, which was 420 years before the law, Levi's going to come way later then, that Levi was blessed. What a great picture that is of us when we choose to do the right thing, that when we choose to honor God, that Levi will be blessed down the river somewhere, down the generation somewhere, maybe 500 years later. Very interesting, isn't it? We need to have a grasp of these things and understand that if we're going to walk through some of the stuff that is thrown at us in life, we really need to walk in this kind of revelation. Doesn't this just alarm your spirit in a good way? Doesn't it ring you to a place of awakeness where you say, you know what, God, I, I can do this. If I'm the only one, I can do this because I'm doing it as unto you and somebody's going to benefit from that. Hallelujah. That'll put the fight in you in Jesus' name. Hey, I want to invite y'all to our next level conference. It's February 1, 2, and 3 in the greater New Orleans area, the community of Slidell. And we're going to have a great time together. And you can go to the nrpastors.com and you can get some information and you can get registered there. But I highly encourage you, if you're hungry for fellowship and truth-seeking and wanting to run with some people to believe some of the things I'm talking to you about here, this might be your tribe that you want to connect with. So I want to personally invite you to do that. And I want to ask you to go ahead and send this podcast over to somebody who you think it will be a blessing to. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued his discussion on understanding covenant. Noah was not serving himself when he built the ark. He understood that it would benefit people in the future. Future generations would be saved. That is covenant. It's not about serving ourselves. It's about building kingdom, a kingdom that will go on for generations. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. 
For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.